Hi folks, Pastor Russ here. Thank you for tuning in to hear this week's message. It is our prayer and our hope that this message will be an encouragement to you. And so we just want to say blessings to you as you listen to this week's message. If you have your Bibles with you, please open them to Matthew chapter 14. We begin a new series for the month of February here called Living with Margin. And I asked last week, how many of you could use a little more margin in your life? Nobody. Again, just like last week, one of you. Awesome. I didn't say margarine. I said margin. Okay. How many of you have got some busy schedules, full plates, demands, deadlines, all of those things? And in the midst of the hustle and the bustle of life, we can get caught up in our schedules and we can lose sight of the things that really matter. And I want to start off with this particular message this week with recognizing the need to spend time with God. We can get our plates so full that we can get to a point where we haven't had that time with Him. Anybody with me on that? Okay. We, we get scheduled, we get busy, we wake up, we go right to something, we do this, we do that. And before you know it, you can go a day or a couple days or a week on end without having that time with the Lord. And that's an incredibly important, important thing. You've been designed to spend time with God. That's how He's created you. And recognizing that truth, it's important for us to, to tune in to what it is that He wants to do in our life. So you guys know the culture. It's fast-paced. It's loud. With technology today, you can camp out in front of your TV. You can spend a lot of time on your phone. We were just talking about this in the elders' meeting. It's almost to the point now where technology and cell phones is now getting to the point where it's worse than like the issue of pornography because it's causing so many people to just spend their time almost in a daze flipping through their phone, not being productive. Okay, And you look at something about our culture and how technology is all around us. It can be used for good things. It can be used for bad things. And I think you can all agree that cell phones have a tendency to, to use up our, our thoughts and our, our time and, and the way we can be productive. And like I said in this margin series, the first thing that we need to create margin for is that time with God. And Jesus was somebody that took time away from the demands of ministry, and he would go spend time with his Father in prayer. And I want to look at this passage where Jesus takes a time out, if you will. He goes off to the side, and he spends it in solitude of prayer and that time with his Father. And I think there's a couple of things in this passage that we can pull from that I think will be helpful for us in our endeavor to spend more time with God. How many of you would like to do a better job in your time with God? Okay, I think we can all raise our hand on that and, and recognize that this is one of the most important parts of creating margin is so that you can spend more time with Him. So Matthew 14, and I'm going to start in verse 22. Jesus just fed 5,000 families. Okay, you imagine the load of that. That was quite an you know, afternoon of, of ministry. And the Bible says immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake 
while he also sent people home. Okay, he's sending the disciples off, and he's sending all those people that just got fed. He's sending them home. Okay, after sending them home, he went up into the hills or on the mountainside by himself to text somebody. (laughs) What did he do? To pray. To pray. The Bible says, night fell while he was there alone. And I want to just take those couple, couple verses and just give us a couple of things that I feel like the Lord gave me to give to you. I just think it's neat when God downloads this stuff. And uh, the first thing is, is Jesus created some sacred space. Some sacred space. He sent the disciples on ahead. He sent the crowd home. He just created the margin to have time with the Father. And if we're going to have more time with the Father, we have to create sacred space in our schedules. Do we not? The Bible says in in Mark chapter 1 that before daybreak, Jesus got up and he went to an isolated place to pray. You see Jesus carving that out at the very beginning of the day. He'd, he'd take a moment in the midst of the chaos to, you know what, I'm just going to go off for a moment by myself. He would create this margin in his life. And for you and I, we have to be intentional about creating that margin in order to spend time with God. You might have to get creative with it. We make appointments. If I said, Craig, let's have lunch on Tuesday. What time? 12 o'clock. I'm probably going to be there. You're hopefully going to be there. We'll have lunch together. Sometimes when we have that, we're like, well, Craig's going to be there. It's a relationship I have with Craig. Maybe you have to set a point every day that at this time, that is when I'm meeting with God. Make appointments. Okay, Carve that time out. If you're driving, spend it in prayer. I'd encourage you to keep your eyes open. Okay? But it's important to find those places and spaces in which you can, can do that in your schedule. And the next part is, I just think, important as well. Often Jesus would find himself on a mountainside in solitude, and he found that sacred place. So he made the space for it in his schedule, but then he had a place he would go, and it would be where he could be in solitude by himself. Luke 22, verse 39, the Bible says that accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and he went as usual to the Mount of Olives. That was something he would do often. He had a place he would go to. Luke 5, verse 16, the Bible says Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. So the the space in my schedule, but the place where I can go. How many of you have a place that you would consistently say, that's where I meet with the Lord? Okay, Maybe you've seen the movie War Room and there was the closet for that prayer warrior. Um, I've also heard from Bill Hybels, a good friend of his, had a rocking chair and he would always go down to that rocking chair and that's where he would spend his time with the Lord. And when his friend passed away, there's a video of Bill Hybels sitting in that friend's rocking chair just thinking about the significance of the encounters his friend had 
with the Lord. Maybe it's in your car. Maybe you've got to actually leave your house, drive out into the country, and just spend time in the quiet. Okay, And maybe that's not practical for you because you've got kids that are flying around, and if they woke up and you're not there, you know chaos will ensue when you get back from your quiet time. But in the midst of that, we recognize a place. Maybe it's at the table in your kitchen or your dining room, or maybe you've got a chair that you would do that. But the sacred space and the sacred place. And my last point with this is that when it says that night fell while he was there alone, there was no rush. There was no rush with this. And he went at a sacred pace. And so when you spend time with God, you come before him and say, God, I want to meet with you. I want to hear from you. I want this time of fellowship with you. And so uh, we need to do this in about five minutes, okay? Like recognizing that we should just take a moment and say, you know what? However long the Lord wants to meet with me, we're going to meet. Even though there's pressures and demands, is God big enough to handle those? Let me rephrase it this way. Is the creator of time able to work within your time constraints? I think that's a pretty fair question. Easily answered that yes, God can supernaturally work out the demands and the pressures you feel. It's important to say number one priority is time with God. That's what I almost called this message was the number one priority when it comes to having margin in your life. Another verse in Luke 6, the Bible says that one day soon afterwards, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. There was no, okay, just one quick little prayer. I got my one little verse. We're ready to tackle the day. You know, and I look at this, and when you get into the Bible and you study the scriptures, it's important to read for depth and not necessarily for distance. You know, you could go through a whole book and be like, well, that was great, but I did not retain anything because I just didn't take time to slow down and say, God, Let's meet and speak to me. The Bible says to look intently into the Word of God. That's James chapter 1. It's important to study Scripture, but the ultimate objective is not to just study about Christ, but to truly spend time with Him. To spend time with Him. There was a point where Jesus was in a certain place praying. This is in Luke 11. And as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. It's likely the disciples, as they watched Jesus do this, they realized that must be important to him. And so if that's important to you, can you teach me how to do this? Teach us how to pray. If it was important for Jesus... It's important for us. But here's the problem. You ready for this? We don't want to. Yeah. There's a battle that's going on inside of you, and the Bible calls this flesh versus the spirit. Okay? My flesh doesn't want to read the Bible. My flesh doesn't want to spend time in prayer. 
my flesh doesn't want to spend time with God. And in Galatians 5, verse 17, the Bible says that the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and it's the Holy Spirit inside of you that's transformed you, that causes you to say, I want this. I want that time with the Lord. And so in this battle to create the room for the margin, you have to say, you know what? I'm going to have to just get up early, even though I don't want to. Or, you know, I'm going to have to be intentional about this and maybe say no to some things, even though I may not want to. The Bible says that the desires of the Spirit are also against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other. I wrote this down this week. If we don't have time for God, then there are things on our plate that simply need to come off. If we don't have time for him, then it's time to evaluate what's on your plate. And maybe there's even some noise that needs to get shut off. Things that we can turn off, turn down, so that we can tune in. There's a book, we, a number of years ago we had Eric Samuel Tim, the, the painter and speaker, come into the schools, do a school assemblies. And this was right around the time that he released this book called Static Jedi. And it's all about that noise of life, learning how to tune that down and tune into God. And when I was reading some of this book, there was a certain point here that just really stood out to me. And I just want to read this to you. A number of years ago, I, I saw this. I thought, this was pretty cool. So Eric says, my morning coffee and my toast structure begins early. I get up before the chaos wakes, and at this time he said, that's two sons, specifically who are great at the beautiful distractions. Their words echo over the couch, Dad, will you play cars with me? And in that instant, my day is reprioritized. Learning to fulfill our children's request is an art form vastly crippled when we're slaves to the noise, or immensely increased when we master the noise. Now each of us begins our day differently. When we get ready for school or work or prepare for the day off, my goal every other day, even when traveling, is to beat everyone up in the morning and not with a right hook, but simply from my slumber before their day begins in order to get the good coffee and my toast on. Once coffee is brewed, I pour a cup and I place it in front of my seat on the table and then I pour another mug and I place it across the table from me where it sits and it waits. Now my wife is still sleeping, but soon she will rise. But the other mug of coffee I poured is not for my wife. I poured the second mug for Jesus. He never drinks it, which leads me to believe that he doesn't like the way I make coffee. <laughs> and Jesus may not like coffee, but I think he likes having it with me. And maybe you should have coffee with Jesus too. How amazing would it be if all across social media sites each morning we saw thousands of photos of people having coffee with Jesus, communing with Christ over coffee. Full mugs and expectant hearts 
waiting on God, acknowledging His presence, and listening. God invites us to start our day with Him, and He continue each day with Him as well. And I found it wise to accept His request. And I hope some morning I glance over at the mug that I poured for Jesus and I find it empty. Supernaturally enjoyed by Jesus while I buttered my second slice of toast. Now you could hear that and think that guy needs to go to a doctor. (laughs) But he's coming to the Lord in childlike faith. And he's being intentional about the moment. Creating that sacred space in the morning then that sacred place where he's at the table and the coffee's poured and that pace of just saying, God, I'm here, I want to listen, and I want to respond. So there are several Bible study methods out there. Maybe you've heard of SOAP where you you read the scripture and then there's observation. So you say, well, what am I seeing as I read this? And then there's the application and then you spend time in prayer. S-O-A-P. That's one method. Another would be the five R's. You, you get there, you relax for a moment, you kind of slow the pace down and then you read and then you reflect on what you've read, then you record it and then you bring your requests to the Lord in prayer. There's great study Bibles out there that you can read right through and then also go, now how does this apply for me? How many of you have ever read something and you go, what does that mean? Anybody with me on that? Okay. So there's study Bibles that can help you navigate those moments. And those are very good for your quiet time and your personal time with the Lord. There's great devotionals. Our church gives out the daily bread devotionals. You can sign up for that stuff with a lot of different ministries that are out there. These are just some of the methods, but the point is time in God's Word and in His presence. And if we carve that out, I'll just tell you right now, in the midst of the crazy, you'll have a peace that goes with you because you spent time with God. It's important to recognize that some of the songs we sang today, talking about God's love and the sacrifice that He made so that we could have a relationship with God. And so as you spend time with God, it's, it's amazing that it's Jesus who gave you access to that. But you're possibly sitting here right now and you're thinking, you know what, I can't think of a moment in my life where I came to Jesus and invited him in and and truly started that access. And so as we close in prayer, there's two responses, just saying, Lord, help me to create that space and that place and to go at your pace. But there's also maybe somebody here that today you want to start that relationship with God by putting your faith and trust in Christ. And so will you bow your heads with me as we pray together. Father, I thank you so much that you made a way to have a relationship with you. You desire that relationship with everybody, no matter where we've been, what we've done, what our past looks like, 
from this point forward, you want that relationship and you've been pursuing us all along. And God, I thank you for that pursuit. And Father, perhaps there's someone listening today that wants to begin that relationship with you. And in the sacredness of this moment, I just invite that individual to pray with me in their heart and say, Jesus, I desire that relationship. So I come to you as a sinner in need of a Savior. I'd ask that you'd forgive me of my sins and help me to turn from evil things and walk in the pure light Jesus Christ. Help me to walk in a new direction that is filled with your grace, your plans, and your purpose. And I receive you and the presence and power of the Holy Spirit today to live for you from this day forward. And Father, in this moment with all of us, just searching our hearts and recognizing our need for time with you. It is the most important thing that should be on our schedules. Help us. Help us to do well with this. And I pray that you would bless our time that we spend with you. And we thank you for this now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for watching this week's message. It is our heart to follow up with people if they've responded to something that God did in that message. One thing we want to note is if you just gave your life to Christ and you prayed that prayer at the end to receive Him into your life, we want to send you this free resource called Now What? And this is a journal that comes with the Bible, and it's designed to help you grow and take the next steps in your faith journey. If you're interested in receiving this free resource, we encourage you to simply reach out and connect with us here at the bottom of the screen. You'll see you can email us or you can send us a text message. Simply text BELIEVE to the number that you see here on the screen. We want to get this into your hands so that you can grow in your faith. And it's our heart here at Faith Community Church to help you grow in your relationship with Christ. Thanks for watching.